Hi, I'm Melissa with Mix in Some Magic. I'm a Disney planning expert and I'm here to mix a little magic into your day. Each week I share Disney vacation planning tips, park strategies, and a little bit of Disney history sprinkled in. Of course, I like to include lots of Disney magic. Join me, let's mix in some magic. Hello, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. It's spring break at my house, which means I am recording this much later than I usually do. Usually I'm able to get my podcast episodes recorded during the day, but it's not happening now. I had to wait till it was later at night and everything was quiet around my house. And it is currently snowing. We're on day two of spring break and it is snowing. Not just like a little snow, but like shovel your walks, clear off your cars, lots of snow. It's been snowing for months and usually by April here in Utah it's about done, but not this year. My daughter actually made a snowman today. (sighs) Warmer weather is forecasted for this upcoming weekend though and I'm really, really looking forward to that. It doesn't even have to be that warm, just a little bit warmer, just no snow. That's all I'm asking. Well, there is a lot to talk about today. I just got back from Disneyland. Today, I want to talk about a few things. Spring break at Disneyland, and I want to share tips about dealing with crowds in the parks because the parks are definitely more crowded right now. I also got to check out the newly reopened Toontown, and I'm excited to chat about that. And I'm going to review a couple of the restaurants that I ate at. Tangaroa Terrace, Blue Bayou, Brunch at Lamplight Lounge, and Cafe Daisy, which is the new quick service over in Toontown. Plus, I'll share a brief recap of my trip. Before we get started, though, let's talk about some Disney news. As of today, April 4th, when I'm recording this, there is still no closing date for Splash Mountain at Disneyland. Splash Mountain is already closed for refurbishment in Florida at Disney World, but we don't have a closing date for Disneyland yet. For a minute, we thought we had a closing date, but we still don't. While I was on my trip, the OC Register, which has always been a very reputable news source, announced that Splash Mountain would be closing on May 7th. But then we found out soon afterward that they were incorrect. Now, I think that the OC Register had the right date, but released it without approval from Disney, and that ruffled some feathers. That's just my guess, because the OC Register has always been very accurate to date. So we still don't have an opening date or a closing date, but would Disney change its closing date just to teach the OC Register a lesson? Would they change all their plans just because they were mad? Maybe. (laughs) I do have it on good authority that Disneyland isn't on a super tight schedule for the re-theming, so they could easily shift the closing date a bit and it wouldn't affect their timeline at all. So I still think that Splash Mountain will be closing sometime in May. I think they'll wait until the Matterhorn, which is closed for refurbishment right now, is back open. And then they'll close Splash Mountain. So I'm guessing May 21st or May 28th. But it's all speculation at this point. I will, of course, keep you posted. 
Don't forget about Mike's for Magic, who is trying to raise $50,000 for the Chalk Foundation by the time Splash Mountain closes. You can head back a couple of episodes to the episode titled Join the Cause that I did with Johnny and Hannah to learn more about that, but it's a pretty cool idea and I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm kind of thinking it would be fun to do a guess the date Splash Mountain will close giveaway on my Instagram. I think it would kind of be like a guess the delivery date at a baby shower, but for Splash Mountain. So I think I'm going to do that in a couple of days. So if you're interested in joining that giveaway, that little game, make sure you're following along on my Instagram. There's a link in the show description if you want to check it out. We also recently found out that Disney is creating a live-action Moana film, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson will, of course, be Maui. It's in the very early planning stages, but I'm excited about it. I think it will be pretty cool. In other news, Genie Plus sold out for the day today. It usually doesn't sell out, but because it's spring break and very crowded this week, the price was raised from $25 to $30, and it sold out. So some people are pretty annoyed whenever Genie Plus sells out, but I think it's actually for the best, because guests who purchase Genie Plus are paying extra for that service, and if there's not a set amount, it will just crowd up the lightning lanes, and then it won't be valuable for guests who have purchased it. So I think they're right to limit how many people can purchase it. But that does mean that if you want to use Genie Plus and are visiting during a more crowded time, I suggest purchasing it with your park ticket so that you already have it. I always recommend purchasing tickets through my partner at Getaway Today. They're an authorized Disney ticket seller and the number one ticket provider to the Disneyland Resort. Their tickets are always discounted off the gate price, so you're always going to save money by booking through them. Plus, you can purchase Genie Plus with your ticket. You can find a link to Getaway Today in the show notes, and you can use my code MIX10 to save an additional $10 on packages with hotel and tickets. And they have really great deals on hotels too, so make sure you check them out. However, if you didn't purchase Genie Plus with your ticket but decide that you want to use it, then make sure you purchase it first thing in the morning so that you have it and you don't have to worry about it selling out later on in the day. I have had a lot of questions submitted this week for my question and answer segment. I answer all the questions privately, but then I choose one or two to share here on the podcast as well. So don't worry if your question doesn't get shared. I'm still going to answer it. Today's question is from Amanda. She said, hi, you seem to be an expert on Disneyland. My daughter is obsessed with cars. How do we be sure to see Lightning McQueen? And do you know when they turn the Radiator Springs neons on? Thanks for your advice. Thank you for your questions, Amanda. Cars Land is one of my favorite places in all of Disneyland. It may be the best themed land in any of the Disney parks, in my opinion, And I am so excited for your visit. You're going to have a great time. Lightning McQueen is really easy to meet. He rotates greeting guests with Mater in front of the cozy cone. And they switch off for most of the day. So there'll be a line that you can wait in to meet him. If Mater's out, just ask a cast member nearby when Lightning McQueen will be coming out and they can give you a time. The neon lights are turned on in Radiator Springs at sunset. Now this 
little turning on of the lights is a nod to the first Cars movie where they turn on all the storefront neon signs. And at Disneyland, the neon lights come on and they play the Shaboom song from the chords, or it's the song is by the chords. And that plays, that's the song that plays in the movie when all the lights come on. So at sunset at Disneyland in Radiator Springs, they turn on all the neon lights and play the Shaboom song. And this event, I guess you could call it, isn't listed in the app, but lots of people know about it and like to be around to see it happen. So, like I mentioned, it happens every night at sunset, and you can check your weather app on the day you're visiting to see what time sunset will be that day. Then, just hang around the street light in Radiator Springs around that time, and you'll be able to see it. Thank you for your question. You can send me your questions by sending me a DM on Instagram or by sending me an email at melissa at mixinsomemagic.com. You can also send me a question via voicemail that I can play on a future episode, and I would love that. Find a link for that in the show description. Let's read a podcast review. I like to share these reviews to thank my listeners for taking the time to write them. It means so much to me and it helps my podcast grow. So thank you so much for your ratings and reviews. I know some platforms like Spotify will only let you rate and not you're not able to write a review, but both things help me out so much. So I really appreciate everyone who has rated and reviewed. This review is from Molly Zumba. It says, fun and helpful. Listening to this podcast is getting me so excited for my Disneyland trip in April. I'm getting so many tips and Melissa sounds like someone I'd be friends with. Love listening every week. Thank you so much. We would definitely be friends. (laughs) I'm Molly. I hope you have a great time on your Disneyland trip. Actually, I think of all of you as my friends, and I know you don't get to see me unless you're watching this on YouTube, and I don't get to see you, but I love chatting with you every week. I look forward to recording these episodes because I feel like I'm hanging out with friends, even though I'm just sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) It's such a weird thing. I guess that's why I appreciate your reviews so much, because it's nice to know that people are not only listening, but appreciating the episodes as well. So thank you again for being here and thank you for your review, Molly. Let's take a quick break before we get into spring break at Disneyland, Toontown, restaurant reviews, and more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mixin' Some Magic. Are you feeling stressed about your Disneyland vacation? Does the idea of using Genie Plus overwhelm you? Take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. I'm here to help. I've created some downloadable touring plans with Genie Plus that will give you a step-by-step guide to your Disneyland day. If you still need more help, I also create custom Disney touring plans just for your family. Or maybe you have a pretty good handle on things, but you just like to talk some things through and get some of your Disneyland vacation questions answered. 
I've got a planning call that does just that. So I will put all the links in my show notes to my downloadable touring plans, my custom touring plans, and my Disneyland planning phone call. Please don't feel stressed about your vacation. I want you to feel relaxed and confident so that you can have the best vacation possible. Spring break is in full swing at Disneyland, and that means it is crowded. If you're visiting Disneyland or Disney World, chances are you're going to run into crowds. Disney is a popular vacation destination, and it just draws big crowds. For good reason, I think, because it's a pretty amazing place. But just because it's crowded doesn't mean you can't still have a great time. I get messages from people all the time who seem to be almost paralyzed with fear that it's going to be so crowded that they won't be able to have fun. And I worry so much that those people are so stressed about the crowds that they're going to let it convince them that it's too crowded to have fun. Does that make sense? So I want to share some tips to help you handle the crowds and I want you to realize that you can still have a great time at Disneyland even when it's crowded. People do it every single day and you can too. All right, first tip is buy your tickets in advance. Gone are the days when you can just show up at Disneyland and buy a ticket at the gate. You need to buy your tickets in advance and make park reservations. You can make reservations 120 days in advance. Reservations can sell out during busy times of the year, so make sure you have your tickets and your park reservations well in advance. You can find the link to discount Disney Park tickets in my show notes. Next, arrive early. Rope dropping at Disneyland is the best thing you can do when it's crowded. Take advantage of the lower crowds in the morning. Plan on arriving about 45 to 60 minutes before the park opens. If you need more information on rope dropping or aren't sure what rope dropping even is, go back and listen to my episode about rope dropping Disneyland. It will be very helpful for you. Next, use Genie Plus. This system utilizes the lightning lanes to get guests with Genie Plus onto select attractions like Haunted Mansion, Incredicoaster, and Space Mountain much faster. This is a great way to experience lower wait times at the most popular attractions. It is an additional fee, but it may be worth the extra cost on very busy days. I've got several episodes about Genie Plus and using Genie Plus and tips and strategies for Genie Plus that would be very helpful to listen to if you're not sure how it works or how to use it. So go back and check those out. Next is make a plan. Talk to your group beforehand and create a must-do list. Make these things on the list a top priority and do your best to get these attractions and activities done first. Then anything extra will just feel like a bonus. I do have touring plans if you want a step-by-step plan. Find the link in the show notes for those. Next, take a break. People get grumpy in the afternoon 
and need a break, especially on crowded Disney days. For some families, a break means leaving the park for a nap or swimming at the hotel. For other families, staying at the park and doing something low-key like riding the train or drawing at the Animation Academy is the perfect break. However your break looks, it is needed and so helpful. Once you've regrouped, everyone will be happier and ready for the rest of your magical day. Next is mobile order food. You can use the Disneyland app to order food. It is amazing. Just open up the app, select the restaurant you want to order from, and you are on your way. Skip the long lines for food and mobile order whenever possible. Next, I wanted to talk about single rider line. If possible, use the single rider lines. Single rider is available on Grizzly River Run, Incredicoaster, Smuggler's Run, Web Slingers, Matterhorn, Splash Mountain, Goofy Sky School, and Space Mountain. They recently just brought back single rider on Space Mountain, so that is correct. It is back. You must be seven years old to use single rider and your group will be separated. Don't think that just because you have a little kid that they're going to let you ride together. It's called single rider because you go singly. Your group is separated even if your kid is seven and wants to ride with you. Occasionally you'll be put together but you're in that line to be separated and put in empty seats. So your kid will most likely ride next to someone that they don't know. If they're okay with this, then single rider is a great option. When my kids were little, we were using the single rider line, then we would send one adult first, and then the kids, and then an adult would go last. That way, my kids had an adult with them while they were waiting in line, and an adult to wait with them after they rode. So we found that system worked really well for our family when we could convince my kids to use single rider. Often they didn't want to because they didn't like the idea of sitting next to a stranger. So we didn't use it all the time when my kids were little, but every once in a while we could convince them to skip a really long line. Next is use Rider Switch. Rider Switch is designed for groups who have small children so that everyone who wishes to experience the attraction can. With Rider Switch, one adult or supervising guest 14 years or older can wait with the non-riders while the rest of the party enjoys the attraction. Then they simply switch places to allow the supervising guest to experience the attraction without waiting in the regular line. I've got info on my website all about Rider Switch, how you do it, all that kind of stuff. I'll put a link to that in the show description. My last tip, and I already touched on this a little bit, is to have a good attitude. This is, like I said, probably the most important tip. Never discount the impact that a good attitude can have on your vacation. Going to Disneyland when it's crowded with a good attitude can make a huge difference. So it's a little crowded. So what? You're at Disneyland for crying out loud. A little crowd is not going to ruin your trip. You have to decide that beforehand. You're living your best Disney life and you're going to have an amazing time. Decide beforehand that you're going to have a good time no matter what and you will. Before every Disney trip, even now when my kids are older, I sit everybody down and we have a little meeting all about what I expect from them and I always include the fact that there is going to be lines. There's going to be lots of people. There's going to be times where we wait a long time for a ride. But guess what? That's why we're there. We're there to experience the attractions and if we're trying to skip 
all the long lines, we're going to end up missing a lot of attractions. So we've got nothing else to do. We're there at Disneyland enjoying the day. We're going to wait in the lines. We're going to have a good attitude. We're going to have fun with it. And even if we wait, even if it's crowded, it's not going to derail our trip in the least. So I explain this to everyone in the family before we leave. And I explain that I expect them to have a good attitude. I expect them to not complain. And you know what? I think it helps. They've done great every trip. And actually, some of my favorite times have been waiting in those longer lines because my kids interact more than they do at home because now they're older and they're all kind of going their separate directions. They don't play together like they did when they were little. But when they're stuck in those long lines, they play together. They invent little games and they tease each other. And we play games on apps on our phones with each other. And we have a lot of fun. So sometimes the lines can be fun. (laughs) Did I convince you? I don't know. I feel like some people are shaking their heads and not believing me, but I promise good attitude makes all the difference. So hopefully those tips will help you on your next visit if it's crowded or even if it's not crowded. It was pretty crowded when I was there last week. You could definitely tell that it was spring break. I was there with a few friends. One of my Disney besties is getting married, so we decided that we needed a girl's trip to Disneyland to celebrate. So because I was there with a bunch of ladies who visit Disneyland often, we kept our trip pretty low-key. There was no rope dropping. There was no rushing around to try to get on every single ride. We spent a lot of time sitting and chatting and laughing and people watching while we were waiting for our next Lightning Lane return time. It was actually pretty great. On the day we arrived, we didn't have park reservations, so we wandered downtown Disney, did a little shopping, and had dinner at Tangaroa Terrace. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure if you say it Tangaroa or Tangaroa. I've heard it both ways. I kind of think it's Tangaroa. So I'm going to go with that. But anyway, Tongaroa Terrace is located right by the Disneyland Hotel. You don't have to be a guest of the hotel to eat here. Anyone can go. They usually have mobile ordering, but on the day that we were there, the mobile ordering was turned off. And I asked them why it wasn't working, and they said because it was so crowded. And I thought, isn't that why you have mobile ordering to help with the crowds? But I don't know. I don't know how things work. They just said they had turned it off. So we waited in the regular line, but it wasn't too bad. It actually moved pretty quickly. Tongaroa Terrace serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I've never had breakfast there, but I would like to someday. It looks delicious. I got a... No, I'm not telling you what I got yet. (laughs) It's got kind of like a Hawaiian tropical feeling and decoration and food, kind of just a tropical vibe. It's really cute. You're going to love it. They have tiki torches out and all the cast members are wearing like Hawaiian shirts. I really liked it. So I had the Hawaiian cheeseburger that was served with sweet potato fries and it was good. It was nothing amazing, but it was good. I would eat it again. I didn't care much for the sweet potato fries though and I usually love sweet potato fries. They were a little cold And that probably affected it. I mean, sweet potato fries are much better when they're warm. But they tasted like pumpkin. And I know that sweet potatoes and pumpkins are in the same family, but I've never eaten a sweet potato and thought, this tastes like a pumpkin. But the sweet potato fries tasted like a pumpkin, and it kind of threw me off. Plus, they were cold. They were disappointing. 
But the hamburger was okay. Not the best I've ever had, but it was pretty good and I would definitely go there again. The next morning we slept in. It was kind of a treat to sleep in on a Disney vacation because usually I'm up early and there in time for rope drop, but because we were having a low-key trip, we decided that we didn't need to be there early. So we slept in and had a leisurely breakfast before heading to the park. We had breakfast at our hotel and it was really nice to kind of move slowly. Our first stop for the day was Toontown. And I hadn't been since it reopened, so I was really excited to check it out because I am a huge Toontown fan. And everything is adorable. There's lots of open space for kids to run or families to sit and relax. Goofy's house is better than ever. He's got a whole playground in his yard for kids to enjoy, plus lots of hands-on fun things to check out inside his house. Donald's boat is still there, and I was able to see Donald greeting guests in the area. Gadget's go coaster was changed to Chip and Dale's Gadget go coaster. The roller coaster itself is the same, but the theming has changed a little bit, and it's pretty cute. This is actually a great roller coaster for kids if you're not sure how your kids will handle a roller coaster because it's small, it's quick, and it's pretty fun. It's actually more fun than it looks. When you just watch it from the sideline, it doesn't look like anything super fun, but it's actually a little more zippy than you think it's going to be. You do have to be 35 inches to ride that attraction. Mickey and Minnie's houses are still there. I love meeting them and exploring their houses. Nothing's really changed inside their houses, but it's a great place to meet both Mickey and Minnie, and there's lots of interactive things to check out inside both of their houses. Pete and Clarabelle are often wandering around Toontown, which is pretty fun to see. Cafe Daisy is the new quick service dining option, and I ate there later on, so we'll circle back to that in a little while. The Roger Rabbit attraction somehow made the cut in the refurbishments and it's still there. This is disappointing. (laughs) I just think it's a terrible ride. I don't know. I'm sorry if you love it. Kids don't know who Roger Rabbit is and I hope someday they'll re-theme it. I mean, that could be such a cute ride. Just keep the same ride and re-theme it. Really, would anyone miss the Roger Rabbit attraction? I kind of don't really think so. Maybe I'm wrong. (sighs) Someday. Anyway, the post office, the jail, the gym, and all the little storefronts are still there, and there's lots of things to interact with in that area. So make sure you touch everything. Open all the doors, push all the buttons. There are lots of little surprises that are so much fun. And of course, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is there, so you should check that out too. Now, I don't recommend rope dropping Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because everybody runs there and it will make the line longer than usual. But if you are interested in Toontown and think your kids will love it, rope dropping Toontown itself is actually a great idea because it won't be as crowded first thing in the morning. You could go meet Mickey and Minnie in their houses. You could go on Gadget's Go Coaster. I mean, Chip and Dale's Gadget Go Coaster. You could explore Goofy's house. You could check out all of the little fun things that Toontown has to offer when it's less crowded. And if you spent an hour, hour and a half there and then got in line for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, I think you would be in good shape. So I think rope dropping Toontown would be great if your family loves that kind of thing. 
Just don't head to Mickey and Minnie's first. Do all the other things while it's shorter and then hit Mickey and Minnie's. I think that might be a good plan. Well, after Toontown, we were strolling through Fantasyland and we saw a Disney photographer who didn't look busy and we asked if he could take our picture and he went above and beyond. His name is Ray and he did like a full photo shoot with location changes and everything just for us. So we took our first picture with the castle in the background behind us. It was the back of the castle because we were in Fantasyland. And then Ray was like, follow me. And he took us over to Snow White's Wishing Well where we did more pictures. And Peter Pan and Wendy walked by and jumped into some of our pictures. And then he took us to the front of the castle where he took some more pictures. And after that, we started to thank him for his time. And he said, what are you doing? We're not done yet. Follow me. And he took us over to the Matterhorn for even more pictures. And it was pretty fun, and we felt the Disney magic. If you ever see a Disney photographer standing there with nothing to do, ask them for a picture. You never know what you'll get. You just might get Ray, who will take you on a little private photo shoot. (laughs) After our impromptu photo session, we had reservations for lunch at Lamplight Lounge. Now, I guess not lunch. We had reservations for brunch. Brunch is only served on the weekends, but it's pretty delicious and definitely worth your time. So if you're able to score reservations for brunch at Lamplight Lounge, totally do it. If you can't get reservations, go up and ask them if they have openings. Often they will and they'll be able to add you to the list. It's always worth asking. After brunch at Lamplight Lounge, Well, I guess I better tell you about brunch before I move on. I can't skip brunch. It was one of the best parts. I have eaten brunch at Lamplight Lounge a couple of times, and it's always been delicious. By far, the most popular brunch item on the menu is the indulgent French toast. It's cinnamon brown sugar challah bread, Irish cream whip, maple syrup, macerated berries, and house-made almond brittle. Now, it's pretty good. But it's not my favorite, and I feel kind of guilty saying that because people love it so much, but I don't really love the almond brittle on top, which sounds ridiculous. I know. I am aware of that. Who doesn't love homemade almond brittle? I want to like it. I really do. I've tried to like it. I just don't really like it. So that's not my favorite item on the menu, but I like it. It's just not my favorite. My favorite thing on the brunch menu is the New York avocado toast. It's sourdough, avocado mash, New York steak, one egg up, pico butter sauce, um, arugula salad, and pickled red onions with confit potatoes. It's delicious and by far my favorite thing on the menu. And I have sampled almost everything on the menu, but I love that the most. After brunch, we spent the afternoon in California Adventure. We rode a few rides and we drew Groot in the Animators Academy. And my Groot turned out pretty good. I mean, I had, I'm not a great drawer and I had my doubts when we were getting started, but by the end, he looked pretty good. I was kind of proud of myself. Then we headed back over to Disneyland because we had an Indiana Jones Lightning Lane. I hadn't been on Indiana Jones since they reopened it after the refurbishment, and I was excited to check it out. So they've added a couple of new scenes and spruced up the attraction. I was a little disappointed because years ago, when you would walk through the attraction, there was a point 
where the ceiling would kind of like come down on you a little bit and had spikes in the ceiling and so you felt like the ceiling was coming in and the spikes were going to crush you and that hasn't worked in years, like years and years and years. And I was hoping that that would be fixed, but that's still not working. So I don't know what the deal is with that. That was a little disappointing. I was hoping that would be working, but they've added a couple new scenes, which are really cool because they had some just dark parts of the ride where nothing was really happening. So they've added some scenes in those sections and the huge ball at the end actually rolls down. now which was really nice since it had been having trouble rolling for quite a long time like sometimes it would roll most of the time it would get stuck it was struggling but now it's rolling so that's great I really liked it for dinner that evening we had loaded baked potatoes from Troubadour Tavern have you ever had their baked potatoes they're pretty good I mean there's nothing fancy about the baked potatoes they just Tastes like a baked potato that you would make at home with sour cream and cheese and chives and maybe some bacon bits, but they sure are good and it's a nice alternative to park food sometimes. Sometimes you just want to eat something that is a little healthier. Is a baked potato healthier than other park food? I don't know, but it feels healthier because you're eating a potato and that has to be good for you, right? Well, after dinner, we got to spend the rest of the evening with Philander. If you don't know who Philander is, he works at Disneyland as a VIP tour guide, and he also helps with training cast members and lots of other behind-the-scenes stuff at Disneyland, and he's kind of like a mini Disney celebrity. I've met him a few times while he's been working and at different events, um, but he came to hang out with us on his day off. And it was pretty great. We rode Pirates of the Caribbean with him and he took us around New Orleans Square and told us stories about Walt Disney and pointed out little known details and just chatted Disney with us. And it was so fun. We watched the projection show on the castle and hung out the Plaza Inn for the rest of the evening, just hanging out and chatting Disney. And it was really fun and so nice of him to come and hang out with us on his day off. The next day, we slept in again. I know, right? Who even am I? It was amazing, though. I'm a huge fan of sleeping in. It just doesn't ever happen on Disney vacations, though. You got to get there for rope drop. But not on a relaxed vacation. On a relaxed Disney vacation. Oh, it was nice. We started our day at California Adventure with Toy Story. And then we headed over to Disneyland to try to score a handmade chocolate Easter egg. So each Easter season, Disneyland makes handmade Easter eggs and sells them on select days, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, I believe. They only make a small number of Easter eggs each day, so if you want one, you need to line up by Candy Palace at about 11.30 a.m. A cast member will pass out tickets at around 12.15 p.m., And they're gone in minutes, these little tickets. So people towards the back of the line did not get a ticket. We were lucky and got a ticket. And the ticket allowed us to return to Candy Palace between 5.30 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. to purchase our egg. They make chocolate eggs, which are just pure chocolate. And then they have peanut butter chocolate eggs. And by the time the cast member got to me with the tickets, they only had tickets for peanut butter eggs left which is what I was hoping for anyway. So it totally worked out. I got my ticket and planned to head back later that evening to purchase my egg. 
We then hit Single Rider Space Mountain. I actually did it, so I want you to know that it's legitimately there. I've talked about it a little bit on my Instagram, and people are like, no, no, there's no more Single Rider Space Mountain. Yes, there is. I did it. It's back. I promise. I mean, they could take it away again, but it is back for now. And then we wandered around Galaxy's Edge a little bit. Kylo Ren was out with his stormtroopers hassling guests. He's always fun to see, but I never want him to talk to me because I'm afraid he's going to get mad at me. (laughs) Is that so silly? (laughs) It's so silly. Then we saw the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda. I know Baby Yoda is not his actual name. It's it's Grogu. Grogu. Grogu? Uh-oh. I don't really know. I think it's Grogu. I have actually never seen The Mandalorian. I know. I shouldn't even admit that. I'm just... I like Star Wars, but I just... Not enough to sit and watch The Mandalorian. Please don't hate me. But anyway, Baby Yoda was adorable. He was cooing and blinking and he's very cute. So if you get a chance to see the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda, definitely, definitely do it. After that, we hit Splash Mountain just in case they close it before I get back. Because anytime I leave Disneyland, I think this could be the last time I ride Splash Mountain. We don't really know. Of course I wore a poncho and I put waterproof shoe coverings over my tennis shoes. I had a friend with me who didn't have waterproof coverings and she was worried about her shoes, but she had a couple of a couple of grocery bags in her backpack. So she just put those on her feet and tied them around her shoes and they kept her feet so dry. I don't like being wet, especially when it's not super warm outside. And I have had a few times that I've gotten completely drenched on Splash Mountain and have been miserable afterwards. So I usually wear a poncho, keep my feet dry, and then it's, I'm so happy. It's so much more fun when you know you're not going to be soaked and miserable. Now, the two people in the front, they were not part of our group and they were not wearing ponchos and they were so wet. I felt terrible for them and they didn't look happy at the end of the ride. So we got to ride Splash Mountain, maybe for the last time. We'll have to see. We got to eat a late lunch at Blue Bayou, and I was pretty excited to eat there because I've been trying to get reservations. They're very difficult to get Blue Bayou reservations, but my friend was able to score them, and we got to eat there again. I mean, I really hadn't eaten there since before the pandemic, so it has been a while. The most popular item on the Blue Bayou menu is the Monte Cristo. It's a battered and fried turkey, ham, and Swiss sandwich, and it comes with a market fruit salad and seasonal preserves. It's served with a seasonal salad and a side of marmalade and heavy cream. But please be aware that the Monte Cristo is only served at lunchtime at the Blue Bayou. So if you visit for dinner and want the Monte Cristo, you're going to be very disappointed. If you want a Monte Cristo for dinner, you can get one over at, over at Cafe Orleans. They do Monte Cristo for lunch and dinner, but for some reason, the Blue Bayou just does it at lunch, and I don't really know why, because I assume that every day they have people there for dinner that are very disappointed that they're not getting a Monte Cristo. Now, I like the Monte Cristo, 
but it's kind of big and it's kind of a lot. It's a lot of deep fried sandwich. So I, I opted to split it with my friend and I got the winter salad as well. The winter salad is blue cheese, grapes, and crispy quinoa with a cranberry vinaigrette. I left the blue cheese off because I hate it, but the salad was delicious and it was honestly one of my favorite things that I ate during my whole trip, which sounds silly, but I devoured that salad and then I devoured the seasonal salad that came with the Monte Cristo. I thought they were so good. I even ate the seasonal salad off my other friend's plates who had gotten the Monte Cristo. Maybe it's because I was like, my body was so excited to have a vegetable on our Disney trip. I don't know, but I loved the salad. I did enjoy my Monte Cristo, but the last few bites, I tried dipping it in the cream and it was amazing. Like it took it over the top for me. I thought that the cream was ranch at first because it's really dark in there. They they have a, a light on the menu so that you can read it. It's very dark and I have old eyes. So I thought it was ranch and it took me a while to figure out that it was cream. It actually happened when my friend dumped her cream all over her salad because she thought it was ranch. (laughs) And then she realized that it was not ranch and she just dumped cream all over her salad. So I thought it might be weird to dip a fried sandwich in cream because doesn't that sound weird? I was wrong. It's not weird at all. It's delicious and I wish I would have tried it sooner. So if you go there and you have a little cup on your plate filled with this white creamy stuff, that's not ranch. That's cream. I mean, dip your finger in it and taste it before you dump it all over your salad because maybe it is ranch. But for us, it was cream and it was so good on the sandwich. I had to get dessert while I was there because I don't come very often and I had the creme brulee. It was so good. I'm a huge creme brulee fan, and this creme brulee did not disappoint. So after our lunch dinner, then I got to pick up my peanut butter Easter egg. I stashed it in a locker because they're pretty big, and I didn't want it to get smushed in my backpack, and there was no way I was eating it right then because I was so full of Monte Cristo and so much salad. (laughs) Well, that night we hit a few rides in Fantasyland and then called it a night. We left a little bit early, got back to our hotel, and then the next day we slept in again. It was so nice. And I was leaving the parks later that afternoon, so I had to get all packed up before I could head out to the parks. So I got all packed up. I had the hotel hold my luggage for me. And by the time I started my day at Disneyland, it was almost time for lunch. And I was excited because we were trying out the new Cafe Daisy in Toontown. And this place was packed. Now it's spring break. It's brand new. So of course it was packed. Toontown, I mean, it was packed. We had mobile ordered earlier in the day, which I was grateful we did, but it was still crowded and hard to find a place to sit. But we managed and we ordered a bunch of stuff that we could share so that we could try lots of different things. We got the Daisy's Goody Goody Donuts, which are house-made mini donuts with cinnamon and sugar. And these were fine. They were nothing special. I mean, they kind of tasted like the mini donuts, the hostess ones you'd get at the gas station. I probably wouldn't get them again, but they were fine. Your kids might like them. 
I got the Picnic Time Watermelon Lemonade, which is Minute Maid Zero Sugar Lemonade with watermelon, premium syrup, and watermelon gummies. And this was delicious. It was very cute, and the watermelon gummies were a little strange. They looked real cute at the top, and then they sunk to the bottom real quick. But of course, I had to fish them out and try them. And I liked them okay, but I don't know. They were a little weird after they'd soaked in the the lemonade. But overall, the lemonade with the watermelon syrup was very yummy. We tried the pepperoni pizza flop over, which is pepperoni, mozzarella, provolone, and tomato sauce. It's basically a thin crust pizza that they fold in half, kind of like a quesadilla, but it was really yummy. I liked that. I would get that again. We tried the Daisy Dog, which is an all-beef foot-long hot dog with house-made chips, and this is pretty average. I mean, it tastes just like a hot dog, so if you love, love hot dogs, then probably you'll like it. I thought it was fine. I probably wouldn't get it again. I would go with something else on the menu. We ate the Toontown Tater Chips, which are house-made potato chips with chili cheese sauce. And I wasn't overly excited about trying this because I don't usually love stuff like that, but it was actually pretty good, dipping these homemade potato chips in chili cheese sauce. So I would eat that again. We also tried the Minnie's Mini Corn Dog Kids Meal. They're mini corn dogs served with a cutie, applesauce, and choice of small beverage. And the corn dogs were actually really good. I wish they served them as an adult meal. But I mean, you can get them as an adult. You can order a kid's meal. Disney doesn't care. But they were really yummy. I would get the corn dogs again for sure. So overall, I really liked Cafe Daisy. I'd probably skip the hot dog, but that's just me. But it was crowded. And I'm assuming that at some point the crowds will die down once the newness wears off and all of that. It won't be as crowded, but it was worth it. I will go there again, and I think you should check it out if you're visiting Disneyland anytime soon, but make sure you mobile order. I think that is the key. So after that, I just hit a few more rides and I walked around getting some content for future Instagram and YouTube videos. And before I knew it, it was time to head to the airport. Even... With spring break crowds, I had so much fun. I basically just ate my way through Disneyland while chatting and laughing with friends. And that's a good Disneyland trip. I'm sure that my next visit won't be nearly as relaxed because I'll be there with my kids and we will be hurrying quickly to get as much done as possible. But that will be fun too. Any day at Disney is a good day, right? Any day at Disney is better than a day at home. That's what I always say. Well, that is all I have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week. And if it's still snowing where you are, like it is for me, I hope that it stops soon and you can enjoy the sunshine for a little bit. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast. I will be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.